1: Welcome to Ascension of the Chessmen, diving into the esoteric, occult, spiritual, and conspiratorial aspects of life, focused on solutions to the problems we face in our everyday lives. Let us ascend above all differences. Let us be the light in darkness, a breath of fresh air to those who can hardly breathe, and together awaken into greatness. This is Ascension of the Chessmen with your host, Andre Mitty.
2: Welcome to the Ascension of the Chessmen podcast. I am your host, Andre Mitty. Today's guest is a spiritual seeker, host of the one-on-one podcast, and an all-around awesome dude. Ladies and gentlemen, hobbits and fairies, give a warm welcome to Juan Ayala. Ayala. Ayala, you got it, bro. Sorry, it's Ayala, it. I knew... You're a white boy, right? (laughs) Yeah, dude. I grew up with a lot of Mexicans, so I should know that, brother. I'm so sorry. (laughs) I'll get that edited out.
1: (laughs) You're good, bro. You're good. Uh, Sam Tripley was like a yeah, yeah, like some crazy, (laughs) like I don't even remember what he said, but something crazy. Yeah. Thanks for having
2: me on, man. Yeah. Thank you for coming on, brother. Um, yeah. Thank you so much for having me on your guys' little show. <laughs> that was a good time, man. <laughs> I didn't know what to expect. And oh my God, it was a blast.
1: <laughs> that was pretty funny. I mean, whenever we get together, I think that's what really gives the dynamic to the show. To so we yeah. we all just have something different to offer, you know? And yeah, I think that's what people really like about it. For sure. Um, yeah, man. So
2: uh, it's a, general tradition on my show to start off with uh, my first question, uh, which goes, for those who aren't familiar, can you explain what it is that you do and, I guess, what woke you up to realizing maybe there's more to this life than you originally taught or thought?
1: So, what is it that I do professionally for a living or? Yeah, I guess, uh, however you you, you would uh, describe that yourself. So... I guess I would consider myself an entrepreneur, father, husband, podcaster, conspiracy theorist, yeah, truth seeker. I think that really encapsulates hyper fixator. I don't know if that's one because I yeah. hyper fixate in a lot of things. And for me, really, it started with I started my podcast because there were certain topics that I wasn't hearing talked about. Mm. So I wanted to talk, have people on to talk about it. Yeah. And, the, and obviously, again, the hyperfixation is when if I'm going to have a guest on, in order for you to ask the questions to the guest, you need to know about the topic. Right. So hence, there's when the truth seeking really falls in line. And I was raised Pentecostal Christian all my life. I was raised by my grandparents. And ever since I could remember, it was always, you know, the Christian narrative about all these things. And whenever you start asking those hard questions, they start bobbing and weaving. They're like Muhammad Ali, you know, (laughs) boom, boom. Exactly. And I'm like, why is it so, why is it so occult? Why is it so esoteric? It's like, Mm -hmm. no, you got to focus on this and this. And I've never really been the kind of guy to, you have people in life who are going to be, and not to sound like, like an a-hole or anything, but you got people in life who are going to be followers no matter what. Right. And you got people in life who are going to be the chiefs. Right. Who are going to be the leaders. Leadership. And I, my dad's always tell me, you know, don't be a follower. Mm. Be a leader and, and, right. and lead the people. You know, if you're going to do something, nobody ever remembers second place. Right. If you're going to do a podcast, that's fine. Have a podcast among the other millions of millions of podcasts. But bring some, bring the heat. You know what I mean. Bring Mm -hmm. good content, good conversation to the table that distinguishes you from the next guy over. Right. So I've always had an issue with being told what to do and how to do it and what to believe, especially because that's a whole other thing. I mean, when you start accepting what other people's when they're pushing their narrative on you, you start to believe it. You know, it's like when you hang out with enough people with somebody enough times, they start to rub off on you, type of thing.
2: Oh yeah. You are who you, you surround yourself with. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And this whole (laughs) conspirituality thing, right. It's not all about what, just what you, what you physically eat. I mean, you know, this, it's also what you intake from, you know, what you're reading, what you're listening to, what you're talking about, what you're putting out, all that, you know, we all have an aura. I believe in that. We have an aura that we, that we put out and, that's why children, you see children, right, they, they're so pure and innocent. And I think that they're, up until the age of seven, they're more susceptible to the paranormal, if you will, or right. the woo-woo, the metaphysical, totally. whatever, yeah. you know? And, I mean, I believe that 100%, especially seeing my, my son grow up. I'm having another one next month who is going to be, again, another, going to be a whole nother. It's like, I look at kids, bro, it's like, when, when you get a new one, it's like leveling up a Pokemon. mm you start
2: from the you know, yeah. you hatch it out of the egg and they're so tapped into the imagination, man, it's wild. You got kids? I I don't. Um, my my girlfriend has a son, uh, he's fifteen, so yeah. Yeah,
1: that's a grown ass man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is. But yeah, so it started with me with, with family really and wanting to understand and, and look at it from a different lens. And I wasn't getting that in the religion, you know, growing up, it was only from one side, one side. And I always thought to myself, I remember, dude, I remember we would always have once a month, we would have a missionary themed service every month. Mm. And it always pissed me off because the lady who was in charge of it, dude, she would always bash on all other people's religions. Oh, oh so yeah. and so, every is, church I've a part of, brother, <laughs> so and so is misguided and they don't yep. know what they're talking about. And I always thought in my head, I go, and dude, I was a guy who I played guitar for five years at my church. Yeah, you know, I was, I was, I was doing it all. I was traveling Same. with the youth group. We had a band. I was, I was doing it all, bro. We went to jails to play. Wow. We went to you know juvenile detention centers to play. We wow. went to different churches to play. Like I went all over the state playing at different churches. There was a time where I was getting I was, I was having a paying gig of playing at different churches. Wow. With one of my boys. So I was I was in it. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. I had no <laughs> and, idea. And you know I did that for a while, and it just when you start asking those questions, bro. And and I have a friend who was an ex-evangelist, ex-pastor. Mm. When you start to pull up those threads, you know. When you start to pull at those threads and really start asking all those hard questions, that's when it falls apart. And this lady, she would always bash these other religions right in these Sunday, these Sunday services. And I always thought to myself, I go, "We're the bad guys to them." Mm. You know, we're the ones yeah. that are wrong yeah. in their eyes. Yeah, because <laughs> we're making them question their own yeah, beliefs. Exactly. Yeah. It's like what makes yeah. our guy the guy?
2: You're you're ruining the party. <laughs> You poured shit in the Kool-Aid. Yeah, like,
1: oh, our guy is the one. Yeah, don't be a party pooper. Who, who's, who says he's the one? Oh, because, right. you know, I was like, well, when, and then when you start looking at the history, I remember asking, I forgot who it was, a family member about the Old Testament. And they're like, yeah, no, don't read the Old Testament. I go, wait, what? Yeah, don't read the Old <laughs> Testament. Just focus on the New Testament. Right. I go, okay, well. So silly, dude. But well, why are they? Uh, another one was like, hey, why are they referencing the book of Enoch, a non canon book in our canon? Mm. Oh, well, you see the way it's set up. You know, there's some books that are satanic and, you know, they're demonic and this and that. I go, no, no, you, this is not. These aren't question. These aren't answers to the questions that I'm, you know what I mean? These aren't right. solid <laughs> answers. <Scapegoats. laughs> yep. You know what I mean? And, yep. Not to bash anyone's religion because, I mean, I believe, in, I believe in a God, in a God, in a right. God. Right. I just don't subscribe to the mainstream idea of, hey, this is, you know, he's an old man in heaven sitting on a throne, whatever, looking at you. Make sure you don't masturbate or whatever. Right. I, don't, I don't subscribe to that idea. I subscribe to the, what the Greeks, the source, the one, the emanation, yeah. you know what I mean? And, and from the source, reality emanates out. Yes. So really what kicked it off for me was just that. Questioning religion. And then when I was finally able to be old enough to make decisions for myself, I stopped going to church.
2: Mm. What age was this?
1: And when I, in senior
2: year, bro. Oh, wow. Right around the same time as me. But then I got back into Pentecostal because I left (laughs) Catholicism. And I was, dude, to me, like at that time, at that point in my life, I didn't have the spiritual maturity to
1: see God beyond the church. I still don't. Yeah. I still don't. I'm, I'm about to be 20 next week. I still don't. You know, what I mean, I, I'm gonna yeah. be honest. Yeah. But the reason I say I don't want to bash anyone's religion is because I, I feel religion is important. Organized religion, and hear me out, because I'm bashing it. But then I'm like, oh, it's important. A belief in a, a belief system is important. A belief, a belief in God is important. Okay. Yeah. And totally. you can. God can be whatever he is to you. It's your gnosis, right? It's whatever right. sacred knowledge it is to you. It could be the the cookie monster. It could be right. the, the, <laughs> the the it could be Cthulhu if you want him to be, it could be Aleister Crowley, whoever you yeah. want to be to be your God, that's who you're gonna believe. It's your spiritual path, yeah. It's your spiritual path because religion offers to certain individuals a system in which they can base everything yeah. off of organization. You know it's what I mean? It's like a I safety at, blanket. Yes, and I look at religion as a manual in life, okay? At mm-hmm. at its core it's what don't be a don't right. be a piece of garbage, you know what Basic I mean? Basic like, instructions before leaving earth. <laughs> exactly, bro, exactly. Yeah. So that's really what kicked it off for me and then I go down these rabbit holes, bro. You know what I mean? Like I I started my podcast cuz I was I was listening to Rogan, I was listening to Tinfoil. I was listening to all these other people. Yeah. And I was like, man, why don't they talk more about the Anunnaki? You know, why don't they talk more about Gnosticism? Why don't they talk more about this? And and not saying that there's no shows out there that don't talk about it, but the ones that I was looking at, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They weren't. So I really, that really kicked it off for me. Right. And dude, if you listen to my first episode, I'm on episode 90 something now, and I've done over probably over 200 episodes easily. Uh, yeah. Had different shows here and there, and then I have other side shows that I've been doing for like two years now. Yeah, and you know when you hear my first episode to like now, I'm a completely different person, bro. Dude, I say the same thing to everybody completely I talk to. <laughs> dude, I was... Yeah, dude, <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? Evolution, it's wild yeah. evolution, and it's like yeah. an archive, dude. That like, is evolution. What I told what I told somebody the other day. I think I was I think I was talking to the guys or something I was like yeah bro when my kid's old enough and he starts questioning religion like bro you gotta listen to that Juan on Juan podcast that's what yeah. you got I'm gonna I'm gonna put him on that Juan on Juan podcast Leave so you can legacy, listen to that bro. yeah yeah cause I mean it's an archive bro and that's what I love yeah. about it and just it's something about talking to other people who are on the same frequency as you mm. versus that again my family thinks I'm crazy so right. it's like you start talking to other people and outside of family, they think you're crazy. I can't have a normal conversation with people right. on certain subjects because you either rub them the wrong way or they give you that fluoride stare where they're just like, <laughs> bro. What and, you uh, yeah, what's the weather like later? <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, well, I mean, what hey, you let's about change the Anunnaki?
2: topic real quick.
1: Yeah, the Anunnaki, bro, they they genetically modified you and, and <laughs> you're here to, as they <laughs> Yankee and little bro, it's it's crazy. So I mean, that's that's how I got really started. It's, I think at its core, it's just family values, really. Mm. And I'm not saying I didn't take anything away from being in the church. Obviously, I, right. I, bro, I, I whipped out my old Bible, my my only Bible, as my first first and only Bible, and it's signed in two thousand and five when I first got it. And bro, the the messed up part about this is that I remember. Being 12 years old, reading about the Book of Revelations and how they were going to cut off our heads, yep. you know, after the rapture and all. But I was 12 years old Damn. reading about this. Like the first book in the Bible I ever read for like myself was the Book of Revelation because I was wow always been fascinated with apocrypha. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. Like the end the Ragnarok and the right. times. Yeah, this crazy <laughs> celestial battle, like all this stuff that's always oh, fascinated yeah. me, dude, like aliens. And that was the first book, bro. It was and it's a study, book. I got it right. I got it on the floor right now next to my other pile of books. And it's next to a book of rejected and and heretical scripture so i I might catch fire but (laughs) right but it's right there
2: (laughs) right my books are on the same shelf too i still got my original bible too brother (laughs) dude and i always tell people i've done more research into the bible since i left the church than when i was in it and it's funny you brought up the end time stuff too like at such a young age getting exposed to that and the fear that's that's pushed on to you oh 100 ptsd bro and for me, dude, I, I grew up in Catholicism, and I, I guess it was it was fear and uh, trauma in different ways, but. Um it, it, it was around 2012 when I, you know, went into the Pentecostal church, and that's when I was really getting into the end times regarding the Mayan prophecy stuff, and uh, you know, making all these corollals to uh, current events and scripture and uh, the end times. And yeah, man, that's that's a very dim reality looking through that <laughs> that uh, lens of uh, literal interpretation and historically accurate text of the Bible, you know, through that lens.
1: Well, that's the thing. There's some people who take, bro, there's people, and that's why I try to be as respectful as possible because right. I don't want to bash you for your beliefs, right? Like my whole podcast is about, you know, I've been invited to do debates with people and all this. And I'm mm. not a, I'm not a debater, you know what I mean? Me I'm not going <laughs> to debate you because at the end of the day, I'm going to have my views you're going to have yours, and we can talk about it respectfully. Like that yep. episode that I did with Chance, right. we don't see eye to eye right. at all. <laughs> oh, thinking. yeah. You guys are going at it. <laughs> but you <laughs> but kept it peaceful the whole time. Like, respectfully, yeah. you know what I mean? That's what yeah. it's all about. It's about having a conversation. Why do exactly. you see it that way? Well, I see it this way because of this. Yeah. Well, I see it the way because of this. But then people start involving feelings into it and hostility, yeah. and I'm not about that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, are you guys really not going to talk to each other
2: again? Cause you disagree on one thing. It's like, no. you guys are, we're hitting it off despite disagreeing on like multiple different things. And that's what my show is all about, man. It's just rising above the bullshit that divides us and, you know, finding commonalities. I feel like that's the only way we can move forward
1: as humanity, you know, and, you know, better ourselves. The problem is, bro, this, this matrix that we've been programmed in, and if you want to believe in simulation or not, however you want to take it, but yeah. I, I feel that it's part of the system, right? The lizards are running everything. And by lizards, I'm talking about the archons, right? These, right. these dark forces at work, these unintelligible things that- yeah the, the, yeah, the things that are outside space and time. I believe that mm-hmm. there is something like a Cthulhu or an Azazoth, whatever Lovecraftian right. great old one that you want to think about. I do think that there are entities outside of our reality that are controlling this thing that we're in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, spiritual Other warfare. people, such as Chance, right? All right. of it. All love and respect to Chance, but people like Chance who believe otherwise, which is cool, too. You know what I mean? But I just think it's too... It's too organized, right? And yeah. I'm 100% on board with, with the Gnostic cosmology that we are our own saviors. We are our own gods, but sometimes it doesn't really feel like it, right? Because it's like if you're a god, you can literally manifest something like boom. Yeah. It's, not that sim- it's not that simple, you know what I mean? Like when you have a program in a computer, you can't run a Mac application on a Windows a program or whatever. So I feel like that's how life is. That's how this reality works. Mm. There's certain, there's, you can't do certain things within the program because it's been programmed that way. And you're not the programmer. You're just an application running on this operating system. And the person writing the code, that's God. That's the, in the matrix, the architect, right? The one that's writing the code and making sure that everything's running good. Cause if we could, you know, it's too many cooks in one kitchen. If everyone's creating their own reality, it's going to be a, it's going to be a clusterfuck. You know what I mean? It's going to be yeah. too too many people. doing. You know, that's why I, you, I can't grasp that whole we're our own gods type of thing. Do,
2: do you subscribe to, like, we're all just characters in each other's dreams?
1: You know, dude, ever heard of false? Like, I, I think, this I, is the dream world, and when we go to bed, that's the real world? <laughs> oh. <laughs> you ever heard of false awakenings? I think it's what it's called. Uh-uh. Where you Where you're in a dream And you wake up Multiple times Within that dream Before actually waking up So you don't know If you woke up From oh, a dream wow So it could be like An endless loop type of thing, You know like turtles on, <laughs> on top of a turtle's back So there's this thing Called false awakening Where you wake up In a dream mm. And you think you're awake Right But then you wake up again It's like inception You know what I mean like You keep waking right. up So how do you know If you're That's the whole René Descartes thing bro mm. I think Therefore I am Right your senses can't be trusted and the car had also a, a, a Gnostic worldview as well because he said that there was an evil demon controlling everything controlling our senses right so that that's why I think therefore I am cogito or sum because he knows he is a thinking thing and that's the only thing he can prove mm. hence that's where that quote came from but then Again, that's subscribing to that there is an, a higher, a demiurge, a higher entity controlling your perception, because right. we know that our perceptions can can betray us. You can st- you take All enough right. mushrooms, you become Bigfoot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you, you, it, it, you can be tricked. Right. So, but then at the same time, how Nietzsche said is like, "What is I?" You know, I hmm. think. Therefore, I. Well, who's I? That's a good question. You know, <laughs> so right. you, you can break that down. And 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 go however wherever you want to go with it. But these are guys, dude. I mean, I talk about this all the time. These are guys that were using their ideas that they that came to them in dreams. Right. You know what I mean? Like right. the Cartesian coordinate system came to René Descartes in a dream. Mm. He woke up from him and he was like, I have figured I have made one of the he, I forgot what his wording was, but he's like, I have I have discovered one of the greatest discoveries of my time or something, something similar. And when he woke up and it was the coordinate system, but he never finished his work. Mm. He never finished what he was trying to achieve, which was, he was obsessed with the platonic solids and he wanted to incorporate and, and, and interpret mental thought into a, man a a platonic solid. For some weird reason, all these guys that have been attributed to a lot of the arts that we know to literature and the arts, just the arts in general, Right. They were obsessed with interpreting their thoughts into reality. Mm. That's magic, you know. what I mean, that's right. they're they're right. mad. They want to manifest things into existence. Right. That's what they were all about. Like that's what they they, they were. You know, you you can any guy that's huge in, in any art of, of you know Isaac Newton, William Shakespeare. If you want to believe in William Shakespeare, yeah. uh, whoever. I mean, uh, any you name it. They were all about that spiritual aspect mm. of wanting to prove the existence of God or whatever it is through technology. All I right. mean, it was a uh, Raymond Lilly, which was one of the the first alchemists. Where F? Oh,
2: you know, I just want. Saw- Or uh, you go ahead, man. Uh, I didn't want to interrupt. No,
1: go ahead. Go ahead. Uh,
2: Yeah. I I was just going to say, you know, I've been kind of playing with this thought experiment of, I feel like some, some sects of society and um, there's like one half over here and one half over here and you have uh, people worshiping uh, the heart uh, and the other worshiping the mind. So, the 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 heart and the mind are at war with one another, and mm-hmm. it's a matter of, you know, getting out of our mind into our hearts and vice versa. And I think uh, when you're too stuck in the mind, that's where those ideas can manifest into. We have to manifest this into existence to believe in it, you know, versus uh. providing acts of love and getting there in an unconditional way that is godlike or... You know, what embody that
1: Christ figure, I guess. So you're talking about like egregores, like thought forms. Yeah. Like projections. Right. Elementals. Right. That's what you're getting at. I mean, that's that's what it's all about, bro. I mean, yeah. that's that's what these guys are all about. They yeah. were all about taking sometimes I just don't have the words to explain it, man, but I'm getting <laughs> there. I'm doing my best. Well, that's that's one of the things that Manly P. Hall talks about where and the reason, Manly P. Hall being one of my biggest inspirations, and I've learned so much from him, he talks about, like, the state of mind, right? Being careful with how you portray things. I believe I believe in the law of attraction. I believe in all that. Right. Because, right, one of the hermetic principles, all is all is mind. You know, right. we hear all the time, mind over matter and all this stuff. And one of the things that he, that I forgot which lecture it was, I mean, I've listened to so many hours of them, but... He says when a man is in his head, how you're saying, like thinking about something over and over again, yeah. if it's negative, he is able to conjure an elemental that will mm-hmm. take the form or whatever and just, in other words, suppress you, if you will, if you think about that too much. That's why when you have people who have a terminal illness, before they had the terminal illness, they were fine. Right. As soon as the doctor tells them, like, hey, you have six months to live. They die before their time is up. Right. They ate away at themselves the by being yeah. all in the mind, dude. You know, they 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 it was a self-fulfilled prophecy. Yeah. And that's I can why I'm escape careful. Those thoughts. You can dude, you can't, man. And and I mean that's mental. I, I do I do I haven't done in a while ever since actually ever since COVID hit, the sensory deprivation. Mm. And the the thing with that is if you're not careful, dude, when you're in there, say you're in there for two hours, three hours, whatever it is. Right. I think two hours is the longest I've been. what. Yeah, yeah, I've done two and a half, three hour sessions at a time, and there's some people who sleep overnight in there, dude. Holy shit, I can't imagine that. Yeah. So the problem with being in there, dude. I mean, if you've done it, it's like your your thought power is magnified times a hundred because we know when. When a person loses their eyesight, their smell gets better, their hearing gets better. you know the body compensates in one area mm. right if you, yeah. if you, if you go deaf, your, your eyesight gets better whatever you know what I'm talking about yeah so the same goes when you deprive the system of everything altogether you literally can't see or hear anything and you 're just a floating head. what you start to think about right has that that, that much more. Oomph. Behind it, you know what I mean? Like, I, I one of my problems is, is I can't, I have trouble settling my mind, like settling, settling it down to where I can clear it away. Yeah. No and caffeine, when I'm in, bro, no caffeine. <laughs> no, I don't even, uh, it's not even that, bro. It's just like work. Like, you always have, oh, yeah. did I send that yeah. email? Did I do this? Did I do that? Whatever yeah. it is. you that And chatter. then you start hearing your phone vibrate while you're in there, even though it's not vibrating, you know, you turned it off. Yeah. Have you ever had that before? Oh, you, yeah. <laughs>
2: Dude, that's how you know it, you're that programmed. It's like, holy shit. Like, I, I feel like I'm getting alerts when there's no alert coming in. It's like, goddamn, I'm programmed. Like you're not
1: that important. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You want to feel important. It's like, yeah. oh, am I here? Mm-mm-mm. No, no, it's not. All right, whatever. <laughs> so when I'm in there, dude, I'll start to think of crazy things. I'm I'm in Florida, so I'll start to think of like, you know, I was laying there one time. I was like, man, what if a gator was in here? Mm. Like in the water. Yeah. <laughs> and then I start thinking about that. I start freaking myself out. I oh, got to turn the light on to make sure there's no gator in here. <laughs> again, you start playing these mind games with yourself and you start to manifest. I was like, man, it'd be crazy. if There was a, like a bowl constrictor in this water with me. And you're just floating there naked. Oh, no, don't start thinking about that. Cause you start, oh, I, I thought, I think I felt something. Like you start feeling things cause you, mm. again, you're manifesting these things and you're, you're playing tricks on your body and your mind and all this stuff together. Mm. And that's why I believe that, the, you know, our brain is a supercomputer now. If we, how Plato says, we know everything already. We just have to remember. Yeah. You just have to remember. You know everything. You just got to connect the dots and remember of everything that you already know. Yeah. This is also a guy who said that he knew some things that you wouldn't even be able to comprehend if he told you. And mm-hmm. there were the unwritten doctrines, the uh, grapha dogmata, where he's like, oh, you can't. I'm not going to tell you these things. I'm not even going to write them down because they're that esoteric and occult and your mind would explode. I'm like, bro, you're full of shit, bro. You know, like Plato's full of shit. He's the guy who would write ideas between himself and talk to himself and stories. Like, come on, dude, you know, you probably egotistical (laughs) as hell. If you're doing that type of stuff, like if you're writing a book and it's just you talking to yourself in the (laughs) book, you know what I mean? Like just write the book, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Get out of the third person already. (laughs) So, back to this whole thing that we use things that, that we don't really know where they came from. I did an episode on, right, back to the Bible, the King James Version of the Bible. It's one of the most used versions of the Bible yeah. ever. Right. Right. And that's a, lot, a lot of people don't understand that there's versions of Bibles, okay? There's right. denominations within <laughs> the whole... different translations. Yes. Yeah. It's like, well... King James who made that well King James made that he was the one that what went in there and if you start to look into his history it's like this guy was writing about fairies about vampires about witches about magic all this stuff the guy wow. behind and supposedly Francis Bacon edited it which is William Shakespeare right. and they were putting Rosicrucian symbolism within it it's like oh well what's Rosicrucianism about oh well it's about this and this and that's why they start the United States, you know, the new Atlantis. Right. They like, well, that's similar to Plato's Republic. Yeah. So when you start looking down these rabbit holes, it's like, wait a minute, we're using this stuff now. So right. I've always said, what if we're carrying their intentions forward by you giving your energy up or your loosh or whatever up to this stuff? Yeah. Are you not helping the magician further his craft or whatever it is? Like, you know what 100%, I mean? Like, percent man. It's given given our energy away, and it's yeah.
2: that energy is used constructively from their perspective to get to mm-hmm. their means of their goal, you know. And it's like we are participating in, in it, like we're watching a magic show, you know, go on, and maybe not even realizing what's taking place. Well, the world's a stage, right?
1: Right. That's William Shakespeare. The world's a stage, right? And I think it is. Uh, I've always said that. Because I I believe in magic, bro, but I, you know, I I think that it's the idea of magic has been misconstrued. I don't think it's like Chris, right? Chris, he's like, bro, what if I clap three times, turn around, shave my left eyebrow off, you know, cut my right toenail and do this (laughs) and this. Am I going to see Baphomet? And I go, dude, I don't think it's like, he's like, what if I put, you know, uh, uh, the eye of a frog inside this cauldron and da da da? Will I see Baphomet? I go, dude, it's not. I don't think it works that way. Right. (laughs) I don't think it's going to be just too, it's too literal. I think it's all, it's all cerebral. You know what I
2: mean? Like it's, well, it's like playing with Ouija boards, you know. You know, I think if you've you've done that and you've experienced that, there's multiple people that say there's shit going on while they're playing. Not Christian for that, bro. I never did that. I never did that either. But I'm just saying, like, that's one example. It's like, okay, if you want to put your money where your mouth is, like, get out of, go by yourself, take a Ouija board, play it, and uh, see what happens, <laughs> and then come back to me and tell me that shit ain't real. <laughs>
1: well i'm hispanic right so we grew up with with like santeria and uh, you know right, black magic in right. the caribbean and all this stuff so i believe in all that dark arts type yeah, of thing 100 percent. yeah and, and I that's think, why i don't fuck with it i think that's what these things are, are tools and i think they
2: can be used for um with ill intentions and um Not to say, uh, you know, I've heard good spoken about Ouija boards too, but I'm still coming from that Christian (laughs) upbringing of, yeah, I don't know about that. Like I I had the opportunity when I was uh, growing up, probably in my teenage years, and uh, I remember they pulled it out and I wanted nothing to do with it. I got the fuck away, dude. I was like, no thanks.
1: Yeah, dude, again, I'm too Christian for all that. So even till today, bro, like I'll think about, Cause as a researcher, I'm going to look into these things and I mean, I'm, I'm reading about it, about what these guys are doing and how they're doing and all this stuff. It's like, sometimes bro, i have that little voice in the back of my head. Like, Oh, why don't you try that? Right. Like, nah, bro. Cause it's like the, you know, people talk about the left-hand path to the right-hand path. I think it all leads you to the same spot. I think it leads mm-hmm. you to that abyss. You know what I mean? Like the eventually it'll curve all around and, Meet they, they, you know, both, you know, you have a crossroads and they both meet. Right. Come full circle. Comes full circle. That's the Ouroboros. Right. <laughs> the <laughs> it its tail. Tail. Yeah. So yeah. no matter, you know, you can paint it however way you want. But at the end of the day, it's all the same thing. Just two sides right. of the same coin type of thing. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, well, oh, I'm going to white magic. I'm going to use it for good. No, bro. It's still the same thing, bro. You know what I mean? That's why I stay away from the, you know, practicing the occult. I'll learn about it, which is sometimes just as bad as practicing it. I mean, it's, it, let's, let's be realistic, you know, because mm-hmm. you're still participating in some sort of, you know, because the observer effect is real. We know about this. You know, you're giving right. up your, your, your intention when you're, in, you know, learning about this stuff and reading about it and, you know, coming up with ideas about it. I mean, it's all, it's all again, all mental. So when it's floating around in your head, that's why I said it's not just what you eat it's about what you listen to about who you hang out with about what you look at all that 100%. all that all that affects you know Dude. what's within you
2: I I always say life is a trip man like that's where the real work begins like after a psychedelic ceremony or experience man and um, it's it's just the same going into an experience man like if you're watching endless news uh, pushing fear down your throat or Mm -hmm. uh, even going down deep dark conspiracy rabbit holes thinking the new world order is breathing down our throat every minute like you're probably going to have a rough experience and probably going to get pretty paranoid about you know uh you being in a dark cult or you know the feds coming to you know lock you up or something like uh It's so important, man, not just going into a ceremony, but treating life like a ceremony, man, and, Mm. you know, keeping yourself in check and having that self-care and taking those moments to, you know, just sit and reflect, uh, walk out in nature, uh, you know, sit down and meditate, whatever you got to do to just reset and uh, unplug from it all sometimes, because it can become overwhelming. And I, I, I think mental health is lacking. In our society, and uh, you know, I think Joseph Campbell had that quote. It's like the uh, schizophrenic uh, swims in the uh, cat. What is it? The the shaman swims in the uh, waters. The psychedelic or the schizophrenic drowns. <laughs> <laughs> I butchered the fuck. <laughs>
1: yeah, can you look it up, bro? Because you're yeah. like schiz- I did not drowns. Let me pull this no, but I get because I mean they've talked about that before about yeah. the problem is the labels, right? When you yeah. when we break our arm, we go to the hospital, but then when you're feeling some type of way, you don't talk about it. And and being a man, right? You can relate. Like being a man, it's been uh, coming from a Christian household, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, being a man is like he's the provider, right? He has to be the rock, da da da. You never, yeah. You know, I grew up not seeing my my father cry and all this stuff, so yeah. It's like don't express your feelings. And we're coming from that generation, and now it's like, hey, if you want to be a man, if you want to be a toaster today, you can be a toaster today. You can be a manatee <laughs> tomorrow, and you right. can be a rooster the next day. So it's like this shift, but it's like that's not healthy either. You know what no, I
2: mean? If no, <laughs> <you're>... <laughs> there's a balance there. Yeah, find the balance. <laughs> we got to draw a line somewhere. But right. it's it's the schizophrenic is drowning in the same waters in which the mystic swims with the light. Ooh, yeah, it's a deep quote. But that's uh,
1: crazy,
2: yeah, I, I think no it goes to show, yeah, I think it goes to show you know indigenous cultures like they didn't um, just you know throw these people away and put them in a center uh, and lock them up, you know they would welcome in welcome them into the community and recognize their uniqueness, you know, and accept them for who they were rather than, you know, continue to make them worse with all these drugs we put the mentally ill people on. And who's to say people that are fully functioning just out in society aren't in that category and on the same list of medications and people that are in these facilities, you know? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of that going on.
1: You know, the whole thing with big pharma is... How, what I'm talking about, how certain people want to identify certain things, whatever. I, I, I say practice whatever you want to practice as long as you don't hurt yourself or others, right? Yeah. Fuck all that do what thou wilt shit. No, no. It's like, right. you don't hurt others. No, do yep. whatever you want. No, don't hurt other people or yourself. Yep. And you can do whatever you want,
2: okay? Yeah. You still got to know right from wrong. <laughs> that's it,
1: Exactly. But then what is right and what is wrong, you know what I mean? Right. Like, that, that's, that's also... That's a debate in itself, yeah. That's a whole debate, but... I think we can agree as generally speaking. Yeah. Generally speaking, not to get too lost in the sauce type of thing, Right. Because we right, can go exactly. down that rabbit hole. But we have this system, right? So the generation of back then, that's getting, that's older now today, right? The boomers or whatever you want to call them. Right. That entire, their entire lifetimes, the system wrote their trigger words. Mm. What triggered them? Right. Guess what they're setting off nowadays? Those triggers that they set in place, and by they, I mean the reptilians, the the lizards, whatever, the archons. So we're never going to get to that point to where we're all seeing eye to eye, you know, back to the whole have a respectful conversation and have two different perspectives. Right, We're never going to get there because the system that they wrote before our time was set in place. Now they're changing it up again in real time with the same people that they were, you know, it's like they're doing a firmware update and they're triggering those same people back then today, while at the same time forming a new firmware for the new people in this time right now. Okay. And then later in the future, they're going to make a new, a new system that's going to trigger the people of today in that yep. next system. So you see where they divide, you know, they divide and conquer. you know these people were good for this time, but then they started changing the narrative on them. Now they're getting triggered, so they're not going to relate to this new people that relate <laughs> yeah. to toasters. And I'm a dolphin today, and I'm a mermaid tomorrow, and all this all this craziness it's and then insane, the, those people are eventually going to die off and then the next system is going to be like well you know what actually you can only be a piece of celery stick today but tomorrow you got to <laughs> be a, you know what I mean? like whatever stupid thing that they're going to come right, up right. with but it's that that again the ouroboros it goes back full circle and they're never yeah. going to let us be on the same page that's going to be bro it's going to be with religion it's going to be with with the hierarchy of society i've got yeah. more money than you you've got less money than me so Therefore, I'm better than you. I drive a better car than you. My mm. sport, my sport team is better than your sport team. My right. favorite color is better than your favorite color, bro. Yeah. So I'm gonna, you know what I mean? Let's argue about Basic that. And we're things, all yeah. ideas arguing with one another. If you really think about it, mm. fighting over borders that who put who put those lines on the map? Imaginary lines. Who put those lines on the map. <laughs> Animals don't care about those. They don't exist. <laughs>
2: Come on. Shit, you can walk right across the border at a lot of spots, brother, like wide open. <laughs> it's
1: it's the dumbest thing, but it's that psychological warfare that they're playing with people's minds. And they, they bro. They bank off of, like the big pharma, dude. My dad's got MS. He's diabetic and he just mm-hmm. had a heart attack two years ago. Sorry. And that. he's a walking pharmacy. Okay. The dude takes so many things. And the other day, I looked up the side effects of one of his medications, and I'm like, no, "Let me read this, good bro." Homeboy's taking so many things. I'm like, "Man," I read up the side effects. Mind you, this medication is thirty thousand dollars a month for a thirty-day supply for the rest of your life. Okay. Oh my god. For the rest of your life. Okay. Jesus. And when they gave him the diagnosis, I was there. They were eighty-five percent sure that's what he had, MS. And so I started reading the the side effects, and I go, "Man, you know what? I think I'd rather have." I think I'd rather shoot my big foot off or my big toe off than have this because it was like, oh, but it can cause like burning sensation in your head, da da da, muscle cramps, irritation, like all this crazy stuff. And there was some other stuff, and there it was like chest pain. I'm like, bro, didn't you just have a heart attack? And this Jeez. thing gives you chest pain and chest tightness and all this stuff. Right. For, for what? Because they told you that again. I can't prove what you're actually taking in those things because they they set it up like that too, where. You need to look up to them to be like, hey, what's really this? Oh, I'm a scientist. So you got to yeah. <laughs> make sure that, you know, you yeah, take, just take this, our word for it. Take our word for it. And hopefully you'll be okay. It's like, wait a minute. Because on top of that, what he's taking doesn't cure you. There is no cure for MS, bro. There is no cure right. for it. Right. You take it. And if, if you really, they call it episodes or uh, lapses. If you relapse again, if you have a flare up, I mean, sorry, but wait, what am I injecting myself with every single day for the rest of my life with this chemical that's supposed to help me, but then you're telling me that if it still happens to me, it's okay. You know what I mean? Because they want to keep you sick. 100%. They want to keep you coming back.
2: Look at what the average doctor uh, in medical school, how much is taught on nutrition, you know? (laughs) What?
1: 2%? (laughs) If that? (laughs) Of the whole curriculum, it's the system that's being built, bro. They, you know, so I tell people the same people who pass the laws are the same people who write them. Yeah, you know, the same. It's all the same people. It's that's, that's why it, people get so lost in the sauce with oh, my political party is better than yours, bro. It's all the same. They're all the same yep. lizard. Man. <laughs> it's Pepsi all the, versus Coke. <laughs> yeah, it's all the same lizard. But you see how it's portrayed in our society. I mean, this is how it's done. You know, I've, how you're mentioning about these indigenous people. They Instead of putting these people in an asylum, sometimes they even glorify them. Like, oh, look, this person can tell the future. Right. If it is or not, who cares? But that, you know, instead of demonizing them, they're putting them up on a pedestal, if you will. You know what I mean? Like they're, they're helping them or they're like, oh, they have a, 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 a gift or an ability that not everybody else has. That's way different than, hey, you know, Baker Act him or whatever. Mm. You know, put him away soon. You know, as soon as you can, he's, he's a danger to himself and society and they just block you up. And then Mm when they start doing what they start pumping you full of chemicals, boom, start pumping you full of chemicals. And I'm like, you know, like recently I changed my, I'm doing charcoal toothpaste now, you know, trying to do natural body wash, but then the water in the city is horrible. It's like I either put a, you know, a $5,000 system of water softener in my my thing, but then, you know, you got to maintain that even the stuff that you use to, to, to run that That's got chemicals in it So it's like oh, they corner you At every oh, at yeah. every single Way And you're just like Trying to fight them off mm-hmm. And it's like You're never gonna really win But That's why I think Podcasts like your this Is so important yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah To really your spread best. the word And yep. Do it in a different way I don't know Make a difference In your own type of way Don't no, Don't be a piece of shit I mean that's what I always tell people Don't Nobody likes a scumbag You know what oh, I mean yeah. Like Nobody likes that So just be a good person yeah dude uh
2: speaking of fluoride i I've been using non fluoride toothpaste for years but um <laughs> I, I i uh you know don't have the the best teeth in the world and uh <laughs> that's been like one of my biggest weaknesses uh as far as health um is the you ever try cavities. This, bro? What's
1: that? It's, uh, I forgot what, what it's trying it's I think it's like an African tooth. It's called an Al Falal Impex. I have never heard of that. And that's it's, a, it's uh, supposed to be a natural toothbrush. And what you do is you cut a piece of this off. Mm. And that's why they say black people, African people have such good teeth. Like you always see they're, they're yeah. black as hell, but then their teeth are white, white as fuck.
2: White as fuck. <laughs> yeah. And
1: it's because they rub this stuff on it. And yeah. I got a bunch of it. And every day I just cut a piece a piece off rub it on my teeth. It doesn't really taste like it. It tastes like dude, like a piece of stick. I don't know.
2: Yeah. I was just going to say like uh, at one point, oh, this was probably like four or five years ago, my, my dentist uh, gave me prescription fluoride toothpaste um, and I, I got it just to see what it was. And this stuff was maxed out in fluoride. And it said on the thing uh, directions, uh, nothing by mouth 30 minutes after use.
1: It's like, what the
2: fuck does that tell you right there? Like,
1: <laughs> Nothing by mouth? What?
2: Yeah, like telling you not to eat or drink for 30 minutes after. Oh, man. Yeah, so basically saying that shit's still in your mouth, and if you swallow it, it could be fatal or very bad. Not yeah. good, that's for
1: sure. And, and don't get me wrong, dude. I mean, it's just like alchemy, right? Alchemy is how they used it back then, right? Uh, A lot of the stuff that we're using today are from these old alchemists that, that they came up with. You mix this up and this stuff up and you know you get this, whatever, even paintings, right? Paintings, mixing different colors, different colors up to get different shades and all this stuff. That's alchemy. Now come modern time, they're doing, they're doing alchemy too. Now, Remember, man doesn't create anything. Man, does, man is, mm. he can't create anything, right? That's, that's just, they just alter things. Yeah. And they mix existing things with other existing things. And that's I'll why you got under the sun. There's nothing exactly. So you're yeah. just working with what you got. Right. And that's why you got people like people at CERN trying to open up, Lord knows what, <laughs> portals <laughs> to other Part dimensions. By yeah. Clashing atoms together. It's like, what are you doing? Nah, bro, we're trying to figure out this particle that we, the, the the goddamn particle, we're just trying to find out what it's all about. For what? Right. Uh, just just because.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just because. And that's the shit I, I wonder, man. It's like, where do you draw the line? Do you get carried away playing God in that sense of, like, you know, trying to open up portals and, like, do wacky shit like that? Like, you know, I've had that sense, man. I've had that feeling of what it's like to be God uh, and then deep in an ayahuasca experience. And that is not a responsibility I would ever want to
1: have <laughs> it's like Bruce almighty. <laughs> yeah. On my shoulders,
2: dude, no way. Like ha- having that direct experience, man, like, no, thank you. Like, and I'm not saying I'm not worthy. Like, it's not even that it's, it's more so like the responsibility, dude, I can't even imagine that. Like, mm-hmm. And, uh, and vice versa, having to be that, uh, you know, Egregore, uh, evildoer, the devil, uh, whatever metaphor you want to use for that, uh, that evil force, you know, that <laughs> I didn't want that either. Like I, it, it, it it kind of revealed to me that you just got to find the balance within that, and um, I think there's aspects of each of those in each of us, you know, and um, we get wrapped up in what's outside of ourselves, and at the end of the day, it all comes back to you and what you're doing in your life to become a better person. And what example are you showing for others? Like, you know, just us sitting here talking is so inspiring, man. Like just that you brought that up about the African toothbrush. Like I would have never known that Mm -hmm. (laughs) who knows if I ever want to learn that in my lifetime. And you know, (laughs) who knows if we would have even met, if I would have never been podcasting, you know, we, we live thousands of miles away from each other and here we are. And I, I think that's the beauty of it, man. Life is really what you make it because despite all the dark shit in the world, there's so much to be grateful for and there's so much to appreciate uh, of what is going right, you know? And that's the perspective I try to keep uh, <laughs> keep all the time and consistently.
1: Yeah, it's crazy because I, I did an episode, episode that I released this week for my podcast where I talk about my friend said something about near-death experiences. And then on the podcast, I'm like, well, if you've had a near-death experience, I have too. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I remember when I was seven, like seven years old, my appendix, right? Appendicitis. Oh, well, my appendix oh, actually shit. ruptured. Like my appendix actually blew up in my Damn. body. Like it, it ruptured. It's so, because yeah. your appendix will, will get an infection and it'll, it'll start to swell up. And some people, it's a horrible pain. They'll go to the hospital, they'll t- you know, an appendectomy and they'll take it out and that's that. Mine actually blew up. Like my thing just, poof, just blew out. And what happens is everything in your large intestines starts going into your blood and You become septic. I was oh, like shit. 20 minutes away from becoming septic. I was seven years old, bro. I almost died. So oh I, was, I was literally the doctor. I was like pale when they put me into the OR. And the doctor said, hey, if you would have waited 20 more minutes, this kid would have been dead. Wow. I mean, like you would have been so imagine that, bro. Imagine I would have died. The Juan on Juan Podcast would never have been born. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't even be here yeah. right now. We wouldn't, you know what I mean? I wouldn't have been podcasting for two and a half years now, right. doing whatever, talking about all this crazy stuff. None of this would ever happen. Yeah. Like I wouldn't have my sons. I wouldn't have anything, bro. That's crazy. How how life can change from yeah. just no, that like one. Yeah. yeah. Bro, I was like, just the craziest thing. Like my dad, bro. My dad died four times. Yeah. Four times, bro. They worked on him for 45 minutes. What if the on the 46th minute? Mm. Or the 44th minute, the doctor was like, nah, bro, that's it. And they just stopped working on him for that flu. Just one more minute, he would have came back. Mm. You were one minute away from never coming back, bro. So what are you doing in your lifetime to make a difference? Right. You know, what message right. are you leaving that when you go and you leave, that's it. Yeah. There's nothing else. Like people exactly. will forget about you eventually. What did you leave behind? Mm. Well, I left, I left behind a dope-ass podcast. <laughs> yeah, dude. And you can go back and you can listen to, you know, about crazy shit that I love talking about. And I had a great time doing it. But it's like, if you are a piece of garbage, you know, putting people down and just spreading negative positive, you know, negative, negative positivity, negative attitude and negative energy. Yeah. Nobody's going to miss that. You know what I mean? Like nobody's going to exactly. miss you, bro. You know what I mean? So easily, that's why I tell people, bro, all life. forgotten. Yeah, life is fragile, dude. Like, life is Mm. fragile. So do what you want to do, how you want to... Again, living within those parameters of being a good person, Mm. just have fun. You know, don't... Rule number one, I got this from Chris, don't take yourself too seriously. Yeah. Just have fun. You know, people take themselves... Too seriously, they got too worked up about dumb things. They All start the time, worshiping dude. politicians, <laughs> and they start doing dumb things, and it's just like, bro, what does it matter, man? I'm like, right. at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah. Let your hair down a bit. Yeah, <laughs> Relax. Dude, like, like, Bill Cosby isn't going to pay for you or whatever. Like, oh, yeah. you know, we got people, whatever. Some stupid example. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, whatever. you're
2: fucking alive right now. Like, the trees are giving you oxygen to breathe. Like, Jesus, like look at all the all the magnificent gifts in your life like holy fuck dude like just coming from it with that attitude of gratitude and man uh, i can't imagine going through that at a young age um i can't say i've had a near-death experience it uh directly but i mean i've definitely been close and you know having those times of darkness throughout my life of you know being suicidal in my younger teens and you know wanting to drift my car off the highway just having those suicidal thoughts come in. I think everybody but, has
1: those though, bro. Yeah, I mean, you know, oh, I, I, yeah. I I feel you, bro. Like you'll look down, yeah. you know, you'll be at a at a bridge or something. You look down like what have I jumped off? Yeah. It's like what? Right. You're like, what, I You're like, what am off? I thinking? But I'm too much of a bitch to
2: actually yeah. do it. But it's like what that's about, what, you know, that's all I was going to say, man, like my, <laughs> my dad like gave me a talk. He's like, that's the pussy way out. And I'm like, yeah, it is. And coming from him, a man who I have so much fucking respect for. I mean, this guy broke his neck when he was 15, uh, diving into a lake, man, and broke his neck. And, uh, he's been paralyzed from the uh, neck down ever since. Oh shit! And, you know, to have a guy in a wheelchair for 40 some years at that point and to sit here and say like, that's the pussy way out. Why are yeah. you being a bitch <laughs> and trying to kill yourself? It's like, Oh yeah. What do I have to feel sorry for? Like this guy can't even fucking walk. Yeah. And I'm sitting here bitching about, Oh, a girl didn't like me or something, you know, like just petty shit. Yeah. And it's all perspective, man. Mm-hmm. It's like, where is your mind at and what is it focused on? And what what are you giving that energy to? Because you're giving it to, you know, the problems in your life. They just continue to get bigger and, you know, just n- learning not to repeat the same mistakes over and over again, because we all know what insanity is. It's just repeating the same shit over and over again, expecting a different outcome and, you know, it's a process of, uh, growth and learning and, you know, trusting your intuition and trusting those signs, uh, that kind of guide the way throughout life, man. And starting to pick up on those things and appreciating them, laughing at them, you know, seeing the beauty of it. Uh, that's really what's got me to where I am today, man. And it, it seems like you've had a lot of that as well.
1: It's all, you know, I'm still young, bro. I'm going to be 28 next week. And it's just like, you know, you live and learn. And I just take things a day at a time. Yeah. And I really just try not to, you know, I work with my dad and he'll be just stressing out about certain things. And I'm like, dude, just be like the Stoics. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just relax. Just let right. it take its course. It's like, oh, well, we shouldn't have done this and this. Well, what can we do for next time? So that doesn't happen. Mm. Instead of just killing yourself, just think, overthinking it. I mean, you had a heart attack, bro. It's stress at a thousand percent. I know people who, who were younger than me who died of, of stress and heart attacks. Mm. Like my, one of my wife's friends who was 25 years old, bro, he had a heart attack. Wow. Had a heart attack. Did the same thing that I do, the same job that I do, running a logistics company. Wow. And I'm like, well, I was like, shit, I can relate to him, like the stress that he was feeling because I, I, I'm, I'm there. You know, I feel it every single day. Yeah. But I just got to a point in my life, bro, where it's like, I don't want to talk to that person on the phone. Just don't pick up.
0: <laughs> right.
1: Right. <laughs> like They're yeah. not calling me for anything good. There's yeah. no good news. Right. I don't pick up. <laughs> you know, don't think about it. I decide out of mind. Yeah. If it's a big enough problem, the police will call me or whatever, right. or somebody will get a hold of me eventually. You know what I mean? Like just setting boundaries. Yeah. So spend important. time with your family, bro. You know, uh, hug your family, just, you know, have a good time and just take it a step at a time, man. And just, just enjoy it, bro. You know, it's like people are so caught up in the, in the moment. And it's like, dude, like I tell people all the time, well, you didn't take a picture of that. Why did I need to take a picture? I'm looking at it with my eyeballs. I'm experiencing it like just like the whole time. Oh, it's so awesome! It's like, bro, put the phone down, man. Look at it through your eyes. Like that's the best camera you got. It's like, no, I want to have the memories. Fuck that! The memories are in here. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) The memories are in here, bro. You know what I mean? It's like so true. But again, that's the 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 society that we're in, bro. It's like they they. It, it's the craziest thing and people automatically just accept it for what it is mm. for what it bro. Now it's, it's like, I was asking people like, is COVID a thing anymore? Like, are we doing COVID? Are you taking tests? Nobody's nobody, no, no, no. I mean, we're in Florida. So it's been like over forever I'm now. Of Nebraska, so. But I yeah. seen this lady driving with a mask on the other day. I'm like, I looked at my wife, I go, we're still doing this. Like we're still doing the whole driving with it by yourself with a mask on type of thing. Like what, what, She's like, I guess. I mean, like, well, I was like, I thought we were on to World War Three, right. There <laughs> warheads flying across. Yeah. It's like, what's the narrative tomorrow? I, I stopped watching the, the news. I used to watch a lot of Tim Pool. Yeah. I used to listen to a lot of Alex Jones. And I stopped because they were just saying the same thing over and over again. And when you know it, it's the art of propaganda. They're yeah. just propaganda. Oh, today, Will Smith got, you know, smacked Chris Rock. I don't care right? if he smacked him or not. What was he saying? Oh, he was saying that what well, it's all staged, right? So whatever, they're, <laughs> they're actors, who cares? Whatever, dude. Oh, you who know, gives but shit. <laughs> While everybody's watching that, they're doing something behind the scenes on the other side, doing yep. something else to keep you, to keep your energy away from whatever it is that they want you know what I mean? Like it's, it's, bro, it's all oh, yeah. the same thing, but it's one thing to know that you're in a game versus when you don't know you're in a game. Mm. So, So, you you know what I mean? So awareness, awareness, exactly. Just self-awareness and just be just knowing though it's, it's a real life game of monopoly, bro. It's a real life game (laughs) of monopoly and the elites, the lizards, the archons, whatever. They know that they're in a game. Mm. That's why money means nothing to them. Look at these guys buying Twitter for $43 billion or some crazy stupid number pulling in real quick. Yeah. Who cares if he's going to buy Twitter? Like, who I, I don't even use Twitter that much. I, I got an yeah, account on there, I got like <laughs> 26 followers. Whoop, Like, I don't need <laughs> either. About that. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? It's, but people freak out about it. No, we got to protect freedom of speech. Well, what happens if they shut Twitter down? Well, you're going to run out of freedom of speech. Right. Start a podcast. You know what I mean? If they're going to censor you, they're going to censor you or whatever, but you still put it out. Exactly. But we become dependent, right? It's like a symbiotic, parasitic relationship. Oh, yeah. Code. Where you become dependent. Yeah. Exactly. And you can't live your life without YouTube. Well, bro, I don't even know what I would do without YouTube, 100%. Right. You know how much knowledge I get from YouTube, like lectures oh, and yeah. audiobooks and videos and all this stuff? It's like, well, what would I do? Like, I'd well, read more. <laughs> well, bro, <laughs> that's a but, I, but, but that's the thing. <laughs> and what, I know you would too. <laughs> what did the ancients do? Exactly. They read, they sat down. What did Manly P. Hall do when, you know, when he was growing up? He was reading books, right? Well, he had two sugar mamas, so that helped a lot. (laughs) So he had a lot of free time and he had allowance and all this stuff. But he was reading, you know, he was reading physical books. Oh, yeah. It's It's a lost art. It's a lost art. And it's wild to me, bro people get too lost in the sauce. And I mean, it's just, it is crazy, man, because I I grew up
2: hating reading. Like I was a terrible reader. My reading comprehension was my worst attribute in school. And I always struggled because I never wanted to read the books we were given to read. I, I just couldn't get interested in them. And, you know, my mind was always looking outside and, you know, not wanting to be stuck in a desk in a classroom and, you know, i i feel i've read more in the last two three years than i've read in my entire life and it's just you know finding and getting right with what what direction in life are you going like what are you really interested in like what's what's your driving force like what gives you inspiration and keeps you going keeps you itching for more and you know reading manly p hall's secret teaching secret teachings of all ages. Um, last winter, uh, was huge for me, man. That was the biggest accomplishment ever for me. Just reading that big of a book, but all the knowledge that was in there, man. I mean, that's a book I could read 10 times over again and still find something new, you know, and yeah, yeah you know, mine
1: just, comp was a big inspiration for me, bro. Was it really? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know.
2: I've never read it. So <laughs> I can imagine his claim to fame, but that that yeah. would have went that would have got taken out of context <laughs> real quickly.
1: <laughs> oh shit, bro. We got this thing on Illuminati Confirm where like as soon as the call's gonna end, like Chris will be like, Hill, will Satan, or like hell <laughs> hill, or some shit like that. And the, the guests will be like, but then they'll like he's doing it as they're leaving. So you see like <laughs> <fucking> <laughs> that's great. And just exit out. Like what the it. fuck was that? <laughs> I love it. Dude. I love
2: what you guys are bringing to the podcast community with that, man. Just bringing the laughter back and, you know, covering these waters, man, it, it does get dark and gloomy a lot and it can be heavy shit, man. And I, I think you, you do got to bring that laughter in to, you know, just laugh about it. Cause I, I, like Chris said, man, if you lose that sense of humor and you take yourself too serious, like what is life at that point? Like mm-hmm. you might, you might as well be walking dead, you know, we already got a show about it. No need to
1: make another, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's the thing, bro. But people get too lost in the sauce and they take it too seriously. And I mean, that's half fun. Like I said, just have fun with it. You're going to talk about it. Cool. But then, you know, I was reading a Grimoire the other day on another show that I have the occult book club. And it was about beating bees with dog dicks, like you know, to summon the homunculus. Like that's yeah. that's hilarious. You know what I mean? Like Dude, you, we- I just I just read <laughs> I just read the other day Martin Luther
2: um, would fart to ward off evil spirits. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, Mind blown. I swear to God. It was in Seriously? uh yeah, it was in uh Chris Bennett's <laughs> <laughs> Chris Bennett's uh cannabis magical herbs, the occult. It's a eight hundred page read. Like Liber four twenty or something? Yeah, yeah. I'm like yeah. five hundred pages in,
1: but uh, I gotta read it to get him on the show. So I got that. I got that I got the book. the li- library for I have a copy of it, but I don't have I haven't read it. I, I was put onto it by Thomas Hatzis. Yeah, It's he, a good one, man. Yeah, I'm going to check that out. That's hilarious cuz I mean they did use psychedelics in all ancient religions. Oh, like yeah. they were bro, they were lighting up just stalks of cannabis just oh, oh yeah <laughs> and they just fucking everybody's just blasted out of their mind right. bro like oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. That's crazy,
2: man. Yeah, dude. Um and that's what most people don't realize, like cannabis, when it is consumed in that way in edible or uh, drinkable form, it is a more psychedelic, you know, mm-hmm. and it, it can, you know, reveal you to those mystical realms. And it makes a lot of sense. Like there was some more going on. There were some sub- substances being brought forth in these ceremonies. It wasn't just we're going to sit and meditate for hours. I mean, I'm not saying that's not possible, too, but uh, I think. Uh, there's a lot that got lost in translation because of the, all of it, bro. <laughs> yeah, because of the, all of it, totally. But just the perception of it throughout history, and we're still dealing, dealing with it in modern day. I mean, that's why they had to encode these things because that's the only way they could talk about it without getting killed, you know, or, you know, burned at the stake.
1: Yeah, that, and that's the whole thing, right? Like, all these, they're good stories. I mean, they're yeah. good stories, they're good allegory they're good you know parables they're yeah. good aphorisms they're, it's good story but again it's to what to, i feel it's for some people it's a guide you know what i mean it's it's a guide right. of you know the story of job right yeah, and what they're relatable what's yeah. the whole thing at the core faith you know believe and all this stuff but it's like wait, what are you gonna believe in well it's, that was a bad example but you know what i'm getting it's like these stories of just craziness even the story of Abraham, and when he was gonna sacrifice his his son, it's like, but can you imagine being his son? It's like, oh, right. what about the lamb? God nah, said bro. to do it, so he wants youth, bam. Like, damn. <laughs> right. All right, Dad. Well, let's go hike, and then it's and then he's there. Right. He's about to do it, bro. I remember I I played the part of Abraham one time, mm-hmm. right when I was in a in a in a church play. I'm serious, it's oh, story. In a church play, about right when he was gonna stab them i remember like they did some light and all this stuff yeah that's great i, f- I just remember that but <laughs> that's too good <laughs> how dark is that though dude it's, it's like hey insanely
2: just... dark dude i've always thought that since i was a i'm kid. just kidding
1: it's like wait what uh, you know like all these like, stories am like
2: am i missing something here <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> like didn't anyone come forth to abraham was like ah maybe that's not such a good idea <laughs> you know
1: well, a lot of people have died at the stake, bro, because of yeah. religion and because of different things, uh, because of beliefs. Again, it goes yeah. back to that whole thing. It's Simulacra. Uh, you should check out the book Simulacra and Simulation by John Baudrillard, which is what all the Matrix movies are based off of. Mm. And he was talking about the hyper-reality and how pretty much about the singularity and how society is filled with empty symbols, symbols that literally mean nothing by themselves. You know, Mm. if you have a picture of the American flag, if there was no America, if there was no United States, it's just a picture of a flag. But for some people, that is, you know... Uh, there's emotions attached to it Exactly But they do right. that Through neuro-linguistic programming To where yeah. they really Nailed it in your head You know Masters center, of
2: psychology
1: What is it Do the national anthem, bro And I'm, yeah. bro, I'm a patriot Whatever, dude. I think this country is beautiful And I think Even if it was yeah. You know Founded by some occultist, Who cares You know There's right. a lot of things That we can do in this country That we can't do In a lot of other countries So I'm grateful for that yeah. I don't agree with the lizards and power That's the only thing You know what I mean But I think the country itself And the rights that we have are beautiful you know the right to bear arms all that shit freedom of speech i love it we just have bad management in there you know what i mean like we just have some people who aren't doing things and
2: i'm not I just calling for any I could, party i just wish i could legally grow cannabis like the founding fathers you know they're fucking balling on it you know
1: <laughs> like they had it Was hashish they were they were yeah. growing hashish yeah oh yeah they were they were there was there was certain people in history that Dude, I mean, again, the people who passed the laws are the ones that wrote it. So they were doing all this stuff. Man, absolutely. Oh, yeah. And technically, nothing is stopping you from actually growing it except something that somebody said yeah. was bad. Yeah, totally. and, and we all agree on it. So, hey, I'm going to rat you out if I see you doing that. Yep. And you're probably going to rat me out. So it's like, bro, they reward you for being a snitch i mean that's that's. oh yeah that's, that's we saw about. that a
2: lot in the last two years <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's crazy dude i mean we live in a like, sci-fi world and a lot of hall monitors walking
1: around you know you skipping class you got your <laughs> like, best out what do you what do you care what i do with my life you know am i bothering you am i doing right. anything to you like Am I he, affecting your grades in the classroom? Like, I'm just walking the halls. Here in Florida, at least, I mean, I'm pretty grateful that we have a, a good governor. And we, dude, my friend Thomas from Strange Brew Podcast, he's still on lockdown, bro, in Canada. Mm, I go, bro, I was like, hey, let's go. I, I, I was like, hey, I want to go to a Mothman convention uh, in September. It's like, oh, dude, I don't know if I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to be able to leave. By then I go, What? What are you talking about? He goes, Yeah, dude, we're still on lockdown. I'm going to this this protest next week on you know that you know for the governor and all the for the president, whatever. I'm like, dude, you guys are still doing this? You guys are really still locked down? You can't go anywhere. Even now we can't do anything, bro. I can't fly, I can't do nothing. I'm like, bro, what? Like, how do you let it get this far? You know what I mean? Like, right. That's crazy to me, dude. So he's he's still locked down, and I mean I'm pretty sure your state's probably more lax than it was before. Now we're just worrying about World War III and what's going to come from that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I don't know, bro. It's just sometimes sometimes reality is too crazy to believe that it's actually real. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah.
2: (laughs) I've been pinching myself a lot in the last two years. (laughs) But I just keep
1: waking up again. I wanted to do that thing that you told me the – ayahuasca stuff but too scared bro i'm a bitch you're not scared man that's just your ego talking bro yeah because i think i'm sure you see life from a different you don't think i
2: was scared bro shit dude i'm scared still uh to go back and do it and i i, I plan on going back and do it is it, it different
1: but... every time you do it
2: it's a natural fear. Yeah, I mean, you you know what to expect in a sense, but you, you truly are never going to know what to expect in any psychedelic experience. But, um, you know, going back to that analogy used earlier, like we're all just in the process of remembering. And uh, when you get back into these states, you're, you're just... <laughs> you're, you're having all this nostalgia come through, like, oh, I've been here before, I'm back again, you know, like, you're just back in it, and once you get to that place, um, you can comfort yourself in knowing that, okay, like, I'm safe, I'm okay, and then you can really start to do that inner work and work through, you know, all those childhood wounds that still meet, may, maybe, need some healing still you know need need some work need some attention um you know uh, religious upbringing is a big one man like to even be able to talk about these things i i feel like it says a lot about where your mind's at um and you know just where you are on a spiritual level to come at the medicine with because i think that's so important to come in with the right mindset um and for me, man, I I feel like I was still, uh, ironing out a lot of ideas in my head about, you know, what I, what do I believe in? How do I see the world? How do I see reality? And, um, you know, you, you bring in all that baggage with you. Like you can't hide from anything, uh, on psychedelics. It's all coming out to play. Like all your past memories, all your, um, Past traumas, <laughs> any any time uh, you you regret not telling someone you love them, all that shit comes up, man. And um, you cry while you're doing it, bro. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I, well, I, I I cried in integration for sure. Um, that's what really got me to break down. Um, that's after the experience when you're talking about your experience in the group integration session, and you're talking with the integration coach about what came. Is up it in, in front the- of
1: everybody though?
2: Yeah. But I mean, you're, you're in such a vulnerable place that it's, it's, it's a re it's a really weird camaraderie, man. Like, it's like, you just went to war with each other and you know, you come back from war and like you guys, like your, your battle buddies that were in war with you, your army buddies, like you guys have a, a relation that, goes beyond measure I mean that can't be put into words like you went to war with each other in a sense and um when you you go in a ceremony with a group of people and especially the people next to you and you talk you talk to them throughout the weekend you just grow close um with these people and these are uh bonds that you'll that'll last a lifetime I mean I still keep in contact with probably 20 to 30 people I've met through that community. And I've only been down there three different times, man, but that just shows how closely knit it is. And, uh, you know, the work that's going on and the people you'll encounter. I mean, I, I, I was taught, uh, one of the last times I went, we were just getting into conspiracies right away. Like me and this random guy I met from Tennessee and <laughs> we just hit it off and, uh, we had a lot in common and, uh, we ended up uh, sitting next to each other in ceremony and, uh, you know, just talking to, about our experiences till five in the morning. Like those will me- those are memories, man. I'll always uh, hold close to my heart and I'll never forget. And I always have to look back on, you know, when times get rough in life, um, you know, I always say, at least in my experience, like the stuff I've overcome in my journeys Like, there's nothing in life that could compare to the fears I had to overcome in those journeys. I mean, it's truly slaying that dragon that you've never wanted to face, man. And um, there's nothing that can compare to that. I mean, you can say you can get there through breath work or meditation or yoga, but, um, a lot of times it's going to take you 30, 40, 50 years. You know, if you ever get there, like it's a long process. And, um, I think Terrence McKenna said it, um, maybe I'm paraphrasing, but, you know, he said, these are a a shortcut. This is, this is going to deliver on the money immediately. Like, you're not going to, uh, just, walk past whistling past the graveyard. Like this is the real deal. You're not taking another guy's word for it. Like you're having that direct experience. And that's, that's truly what I needed, man. And uh, just in the right set and setting, I mean, I would like to go down to the jungle someday and have that truly authentic experience in, in that right setting. But um, you know, it comes down to money and uh, how affordable is it? I mean, if you can't afford to go down there and you're you're really needing, um, you know, that spiritual therapy um, or just outlet, um, you know, some people don't have that luxury and I, I, I feel like there's nothing wrong or there should be no judgment cast for the people that choose to do it here in the States if they have access to it, you know? Who's to judge anyone that's healing from shit that is holding them back in life, you know? Like I wanna see everyone evolve into their best selves, you know?
1: Cause you got that, you got that here? You got people who make fun of you because you did it in the States? Uh, there there is a lot of that talk
2: in circles yeah. or people get arrogant about oh i won't that's disrespectful to the medicine or they're creating like walmart ayahuasca centers and you know i i i I do sense like yes it should be treated in a sacred way and it is though i mean yeah it is organized thing yeah it is and (laughs) there's people that just have this perception of uh the way they see it and versus you know how other people see it and other people's experience. It just comes down to what is your experience. And, you know, I've talked, I talked to people I met down there that went to the jungle. They went to Rhythmia in Costa Rica and Rhythmia costs, you know, a lot more than um, here in the States. And um, they said um, that the individual attention you get there and, you know, all the volunteers you have to look after you, um, you know, because you are in a very vulnerable state. So um, you have to be very trusting um, that you're in good hands. And, you know, thankfully I I, I did feel that there and I I didn't feel like I wasn't taken care of. And uh, Mm. that really um, makes for a better experience. And, uh, you know, I've never thrown up one. I know that's a big fear of yours. (laughs) I've never shit my parents. I mean, (laughs) that shit has happened. I mean, there was one girl that jumped in the lake naked one time. Like, I mean, there's crazy shit that happens, but yeah. um, I feel like dude, from where you're coming from, I think you'd, you'd really have a beautiful experience,
1: man. And I hate mushrooms, bro. Yeah. And I've only done them once. Yeah. So it's like I had a bad trip. Cause I, I mean, I was by myself obviously. And yeah, it was that sense setting. I was doing it wrong. I was doing it all for the wrong reasons. I did it for like, I did it cause I had grown them for like yeah. two or three months and I did it to like, Hey, does this actually work? And then, so I took some and Here I am playing world of Warcraft and I'm peeking, I'm tripping my balls off <laughs> and I look down, bro. And my, my keyboard is endless. Like, yeah, dude, just technology was, and psychedelics do not match. <laughs> it was alien runes. Right. And it was like, endless. Yeah. I had, I had like six fingers on each hand, but I was tripping my face off and I was like, Oh, so it did work. Yeah. Then I was already in it, and it was just went downhill from there. And it was like at the peak of COVID, so I think I was like getting all the anxiety feelings of everybody and all this stuff. And I was like, "If I have a mental breakdown right now and I go to the hospital, I'm gonna get COVID." So like <laughs> yep. I, bro, I was trying my best not to freak yep. out, but then trying not to freak out. You start to freak out yep. and yep. here I am, it's like 12 o'clock at night, one in the morning or whatever. I'm just tripping my balls off watching Prometheus on my laptop, like laying <laughs> oh, on my God. couch. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having the auditory, my walls are breathing. I'm having the, the auditory hallucinations. Like I had like my friends on my headset and they're like, my, my headphones felt like they were morphed into my head. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? Like it was, bro, it was horrible. And, but the thing about ayahuasca is I've had a friend of mine who's done it a bunch of times. Yeah. And the experiences that he's told me, like he told me one time he was like in a bubble and he was just like in a bubble. And then he said that these entities kept like peeking their face in through the bubble. Mm. And he's like, I saw, like, this demon-looking thing. He looked at me. I looked at him, but he really didn't seem like a threat, and then he just, like, peaced out. And then I had this other one looking in there at me. I saw, like, a like oh, yeah. a big blue Dr. Manhattan type of looking dude, like, controlling. Oh, yeah, yeah.
2: Some... I thought I was a lizard for a bit, bro. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dude, I, I was repeating the same, like, trajectory of, like, a... Fu- uh, probably like a two minute loop for what felt like multiple lifetimes, dude. And I thought this was going to be the rest of my existence. Was this just this uh, repeating series of events?
1: How long well, does it last? It last like
2: 10, uh, eight, 10 hours, right? four to five hours. It feels like 40 lifetimes. Yeah. It's uh, time, <laughs> time and space are a totally different <laughs> on a totally different level in that space. But like it all goes out the window and um, you know, you're really in new waters, man. You're in uncharted territory. And the biggest thing, man, is to go into it with no expectations. Um, you know, set an intention if you feel called to, but at the end of the day, the medicine is going to give you what you need, not what you want, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's the, that's the ever going message behind it. I always hear is, you know, you're, you're, you're getting shown what needs to be shown that that you're refusing to give attention to in your conscious everyday life so uh the things you're refusing to look at it's going to bring all that to the surface and you're going to see it with new eyes and have new respect for it and uh yeah, I think uh, it's, it's very powerful what can be done with it, and um, it's all about how you integrate the experience afterwards because anybody can have that breakthrough um, and feel great for two, three weeks afterwards, but they can go right back to all their old habits and being a piece of shit if they don't continue to integrate and keep those spiritual practices alive to um, you know keep that fire burning inside of them. Uh, that divine spirit maybe one day bro i'll grow the balls and I'm dude I I, I I would be honored to volunteer uh that weekend <laughs> i would i would love to have my first daytime ceremony the weekend <laughs> you decide but to it's know, different
1: it's different during the day versus at night you think oh yeah totally yeah totally. have you ever done energy, five man. meo bro i haven't i have friends that have um i'd that's like whole, to someday. that's horrible too bro yeah. The reactivations. It's much of it? shorter. Yeah, oh yeah. Have you heard, have you heard about the reactivations though, dude? I'm like, what? Why oh, would yeah. you want to do that? <laughs> Kyle
2: Kingsbury had a, a two week, um, spiral. Uh, after a five MEO experience. He's a former uh, UFC fighter. He's been on Rogan has a great podcast of his own, but I listen to a lot of Kyle Kingsbury and Aubrey Marcus as well. Um, they have a lot of great things to say about these plant medicines and have a lot of respect for them. So I think they're a wealth of knowledge on that subject and they have a lot of great guests on as well that talk on those things. Um, But yeah, man, he was, he was talking about how he was just stuck in this loop for two weeks and he was recommending the books that he read that helped get him out of that. And he, he didn't close the ceremony was the mistake he made. So he, Mm. he was still opened up to all this coming in and, you know, it's like information overload. Like you can't operate in your conscious everyday life if you're, you know, still seeing shit and like having all this mystical shit coming in. Um, And some of those books were the Cabalion, which was already mentioned in the show. Um, uh, the Fourth Turning uh, was another one, which uh, Ben Joseph Stewart talks a lot about, a past guest of mine. Um, uh, Dispelling with Tico, um, I forget the author's name of that. With wanna... yes, like uh, the Wendigo. Yeah, it's like the the evil spirit, or uh-huh. um, you know that. I think they call it the parasite. There's a lot yeah. of different names for it in different cultures, yeah. but i I got those three books, and there's another one I'm forgetting. um send me those links, bro, yeah, it's by Adia shanti
1: uh it's The End of the World or the End of Your World, I believe yeah, send me those links. I'd like to add those to the the endless amount of literature that I'll never get to finish reading <laughs> by the time i. Die. <laughs> Most definitely. Uh I I would also like to
2: add uh Terrence McKenna always recommended reading. Um he said the manual to any psychedelic experience was uh what was it called? Alchemy and it's by Carl Young. It's alchemy and mm. I, can't
1: yeah, I don't know think which it. one it is. I'm sure it's I'm sure I'm sure it's a good one. I mean Carl Young was yeah next level too, so but yeah. That just Eventually. goes to
2: show, like, it comes down to the human psychology, man. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, I man, I mean, again, I've had my friend, I think it was, he did this ceremony, I, I'm trying to remember. He did the ceremony where, he talked about it on my podcast before, and he did the ceremony, yeah. that I think they took peyote, and I think they had a snort, I don't know if it was some sort of DMT or some something, it was something, they snorted something through the the feet, fin- like a mummified finger of an old monk, holy like, shit! Like as part of like this ceremony that he was doing, so they took peyote. They were walking through like these different little towns, like this indigenous place. I don't know what it was in the middle of the desert somewhere. And this is in South America, I believe. And then part of that was they needed to snort this white stuff, which was the finger of an old monk. Holy fuck! <laughs> an old finger. And he said when he snorted it, that he it like, it was like somebody stabbed them in the back of the head or something like that. Cause I mean, obviously you're snorting the stuff up through your nose. Yeah. And he said that when he did that, he remembers like appearing in this room mm-hmm. and it was like, a, it was a black and white checkered floor. And he remembers seeing one of his old Iowa was in there that had died like a year or so before who had talked to him about like something about these entities and some other higher realm, and he remembers appearing in there, them looking at him like, "What the fuck are you doing in here?" And he remembers seeing that Iowa Skittle there too. Oh yeah, like while he was like, they were all in robes and shit. And he's like, "Bro, that was the craziest thing." And he, I mean, he's told yeah. me a bunch of different stories about when he, when oh, he. Yeah. The first time he tried DMT was on a trip in Egypt that he was, and Graham Hancock was there. And he took the DMT from a guy who offered it to Graham, (laughs) because I guess everybody offers them drugs all the time. (laughs) That's wild. (laughs) And he was like, hey, you know, I'll take you up on that offer or whatever. And that was the first time he did it. And he had some crazy, crazy, crazy experience. And uh, yeah, that's why, I mean, I've talked about it enough times. Like I told you, I mean, I I studied the cult and all this stuff talked about enough times to where I've already come up with like a picture in my head. And it's like, man, that sounds terrifying. Oh yeah. know what I mean,
2: it's, it's the most terrifying and beautiful thing you'll ever experience. (laughs) And uh, I'm not saying you'll ever experience, but it's going to be right there towards the top if it's not the best. And um, yeah. And that's, that's, that's what makes it so beautiful, man. And that is the hero's journey. I mean, it's, it's not, It's not all, uh, you know, unicorns and rainbows. It's not like, you know, it's just a pot of gold. Like there is, uh, there is um, hardships in life. There is Mm -hmm. stuff you have to overcome. There's obstacles, you know, and that's what an experience is like. Like you're going to go through those muddy waters of looking back on past trauma and, you know, times where you felt like a piece of shit. You're like, Holy shit. Like you're, you're getting out of yourself and you're empathizing from that person's perspective of what it felt like to be treated like that. And the way you treated someone in the past, like, I'm just giving an example, but like, it'll bring all this stuff up. And I'm just saying on the other side of that you realize that you are that unconditional love and you can be that in the world and you can be that for others. And, and you see your true potential in that way of like how much of a change you can be in the world as your best potential self. And, you know, coming to the other side after, uh, you know, crawling through that, uh, shit to get out of it. You know, just like in the, that movie, uh, Andy Dufresne crawling through the shit Shawshank redemption. Like Mm -hmm. it really feels like that, man. It's like escaping from that mental prison you were stuck in. And, um, that's, that's what it felt like for me, man. And it was really what it is, is getting over that inner resistance you have towards the experience. And, um, we all have these control mechanisms about us. Like we like to be in control, whether it's fighting over the remote of what we're watching on YouTube or TV. Like, you know, we're always wanting to guide who's around us in a way. And, you know, that really comes into play in an experience when it's just mano Mono. it's you and yourself and you're guiding the way, um, But at the end of the day, you're not like spirits guiding the way the medicines guiding the way and you have to surrender to that. And that can be hard for many of us. It's hard for me every time. It's it's a process. And um, that's why I say integration is so important in these spiritual practices, because these spiritual practices are gateway to getting there sober. So. Um, if you, if you can develop these practices and just like anything, the more you practice, the better you become. So as you're practicing, uh, meditation or yoga, which is just a moving meditation or breath work, which is getting high on your own oxygen, you know, these are pathways to make these breakthrough heroic experiences all the more, um, smoother and comforting and seamless as far as how you're going into them and how you're coming out of them and you know there's also the message of you know you've you've done it enough that it's time to put 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 down the phone you've got the message hang up the phone you know alan watts would say that but you know there is a lot of people rushing back to the medicine without integration and i feel like that's where more of this negativity and, you know, all these entities you're referencing come up is people that, are just rushing back to the medicine, not realizing they are the healer. They, mm-hmm. They're they the ones doing the work. You know, The medicine helped them see the work that ne- needs to be done, but the medicine's not doing that work for you. You still got to go out into the world and live it and do it. And that was the message that came through for me was, yeah, ayahuasca was a power from, powerful medicine, but at the end of the day, I'm the one that has to continue to do the work afterwards. Like it's just not going to magically change me. Mm-hmm. Like I got to want to change. And I, I, I I saw what it was like to see myself changed in a better person. And I had to want that for myself and to manifest that into my reality and take those steps to get there and just stop making excuses was what it came down to in my own experience of, you know, not feeling sorry for myself and not victimizing myself. And that that's a common theme. And, and the truth community is like, yes, there is overlords and there is controllers out there, but like us living in fear of them or us Mm -hmm. just thinking it's all over because they're in control. Like what purpose is that serving? It's just giving them more power to control us,
1: you know, Yeah, more power over your mind. hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. beautiful, bro. It's like, at the end of the day, it's a less talk, more do type of thing. It's like, you got to... That's the whole thing with the law of attraction. People think, oh, just because I think it's going to happen. No, you got <laughs> to right? align yourself. You have to align yeah. that frequency. You have to, what's alchemy all about? It's like the alchemist is not ready if he doesn't purify himself. Mm. And you yeah. need to purify yourself in order to really... And it's all code words, you know what I mean? Like the, the turning the lead into gold. It's all about finding that higher state of being, right? That higher self, how you're saying, to really master that yeah and i think once you're able to do that i think you're able to just metaphorically float above everybody else's bullshit type of thing you know what i mean 100 percent, brother
2: well you know we've been going for an hour and a half man i'm i'm so thankful um you, you were, um, down to come on and, you know, have a great chat. Um, I always love talking to you, man. And I could talk to you for hours. Um, your story reminds me so much of myself, uh, being Pentecostal and everything. So that really hit close to home. And, um, so happy to have you here, man. I, I just wanted to end on, uh, do you have any, uh, daily spiritual practices that kind of help you stay grounded
1: throughout the chaos in the world? Sometimes I like to step back and, you know, try and disconnect, just look outside, look at the sky, you know, just be in the moment, hang out with my son, Yeah. you know, and just take the moment in. And there that's what I, you know, when I feel like I'm getting overwhelmed, I'll just step back and go, you know, work's always going to be there. Mm. Podcasting is always going to be there. This book that I'm reading right now, it's going to be there. Just put this down, go hang out with your family. Yeah, and you know just live in the moment when you're eating a meal put your fucking phone down right you know what i mean leave your phone in the other room mm. do whatever it is disconnect and try to live in the moment and i yeah. think i try i'm trying to get better and better at that and i think that's what i do and i'll just you know take a deep breath my vape infested lungs right. <laughs> and, <sleep. laughs> and i uh you know just try to live in the moment bro and just try to keep a positive attitude and when you feel like the world's out to get you, it's really not. It's just step back and just relax for a little bit, you know, until it comes down and continue after that. That's what I try and do. But, you know, I'll just put things down and go spend time with my kid, you know? Mm.
2: So true, man. Yeah. That, there it is, man. And the present is a gift. One mm-hmm. on that. So I, I want to thank you all out there for listening. I hope you gained something from this and found a moment of presence throughout it. And um, you know, I hope you all have a beautiful week. I appreciate every one of you and I send you all peace and love.
0: Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, waking.